listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's welcome our guest today, Gino Cordori. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for carving out the time to be with us and uh, share a little bit of your life and what's happening. Um, we typically just kind of dive right in, like uh, starting maybe in your earlier life. What was childhood slash whatever? What was that like? Well, uh, I was raised by a couple of really great people. Um, my mom and my dad were, um, they were believers, big believers in family. Mm. They were believers in um, accountability. So, uh, you know, when you, we would, the story I always tell everybody is, uh, after a basketball game, we all, me and my brothers, I have three brothers, we'd all play basketball. We'd get in the car after we lost the game and they would, uh, we'd, oh, the, I can't believe we lost. And my mom would say, you know, they went to all the games. They go, Gino, why did you lose that game? And I would have all these excuses. The all referees the, were just, you know, yeah. <laughs> and she said, no, that's not why. She goes, you didn't practice hard enough. You didn't play hard enough. They were smarter than you. They, all these things. And, and, uh, and I, I fought her. I didn't believe it. And then I got out into the real world. <laughs> and I discovered that um, if you hold yourself to those things, that you, you take the responsibility for what happens to your outcomes, um, you'll have better outcomes. Mm. Yeah, that's well said right there. Yeah. So you had uh, brothers, sisters? Three brothers. Okay. Yeah. Older, younger? Two older, one younger. Okay. Yeah. Man, parents keeping up with four boys. Yeah, that's good. And where geographically did you grow up? Southern California. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, So then uh, you go through middle school, high school. Obviously, you survived both of those uh, rough time periods in our life. And what uh, what does adulthood look like? What what uh, yeah? So uh, I went to Cal State Northridge. Uh, I got a degree in uh, TV uh, TV production, television production, and I I worked for twenty years in the TV news industry. Uh, behind the scenes, I was a, a videographer mostly, but I produced and I wrote stuff. And I ended up at Channel 2, K, uh, K2, mm-hmm. up here in Portland. And uh, the last few years that I was there, I was that's when I was writing and producing a lot. And um, it was I always wanted to challenge myself. Mm. So uh, it was a great, great career. I got to go to, you know, championship football games, like, you know, BCS championship game. Uh, you know, got to know, like, governors. Um, got to, you know, meet, not just governors, meet people everywhere all over the state, regular people which was probably the most fun and seeing how people live and understanding the world from their points of view. Mm. And, um, so I've always said that like no person is better than another person, whatever, you know, office they hold or, you know, if they are a business owner or if they are, you know, here or there, everybody, we're all, we're all equal and, mm-hmm. you know, how we should all be treating each other. And, um, and it just seeing it just was really beautiful to see see how the world lives and i love i love that every day i would i was happy as can be to get in my car and go somewhere and meet somebody new and mm. see something new i mean that was the thing for me it was always about let's go do something and see something new mm. yeah and in that industry it seems like it'd be a pretty demanding industry maybe uh pretty odd hours and that type of thing i mean uh eventually um, you end up making the choice to, to shift careers and what was maybe the motivation behind that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, um, 
I just had something in me to do something else. Yeah. And uh, and I thought, oh, you know what? Getting into sales would be, you know, easier hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but it actually was not the case. Uh, I worked <laughs> just as many hours as I did then. Yeah. Um, you know what you can do about getting easier hours? Own a business. <laughs> Gino's like, that's what I'll do. Oh, wait a minute. That isn't the way it works <laughs> out on a calculator. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's say like, uh, what's something, maybe it was basketball, maybe it was something, what was the first thing that you remember having passion for? Probably videography. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I got, I got mentored by people that were very passionate about themselves and, um, they showed me, they criticized me, you know, I, I would bring my tapes in and, and oh, look what I did, you know, and they'd be like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> See the trash can in the corner and the light that's not on. Yeah, dang. Yeah, and and uh, and then they would show me the stuff that they were doing, and it was like, okay, I, I see where it is a lot better, and I can see where I can get better. And so I I um, I, I say that uh, I I slept with my camera. Yeah. Uh, actually, literally sometimes, but um, I just wanted to learn every single thing about it. So I would take home uh, you know the manuals and look at stuff if I didn't understand what the things meant on it. Hmm. And those cameras pretty complicated uh, devices. And then I, not only that, but I was like, okay, well, what is a still photographer? You know, what do they know? And so I I started to learn about some of that so that I knew that that would help me as far as like how to use a lens and things like that. So Mm. I really, I really dove into being a videographer and just under trying to learn everything I could about um, the TV production angle of it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when those people were kind of giving those harsh uh, accountability statements you're probably thinking did my mom call you (laughs) no yeah that's good but i think accountability is how we learn right and uh, we really don't get anywhere uh without some of that you know in our life for sure Um, and a lot of people don't know how complex cameras and video and i mean even when you think of like movies you don't think about how the movie shot until you see a movie that's like gosh that was strange i didn't i didn't think about the way the movies were shot until i saw the grand budapest hotel and all of a sudden i was like Oh, like people think about that. It's not just point and shoot. And it's just interesting. I never thought about it because you just watch a movie and you're watching the movie. But it's crazy. When I I did that, I would get a lot of people that would come up to me and they'd see what I was doing. And they'd they'd go, wow, that's cool. You know, and they'd go, how do I how do I do that? And it was like, you know, how do I get a job where you are? Can I do what you're doing? And I was like, you don't even have you have no clue of the blood, sweat and tears (laughs) I went through to get to where I am. Yeah. And it seems like an easy and simple thing. And and that, that goes for like almost anything, you know, like you have to put in the hours mm-hmm. and people just think that they, they're going to just walk into being that. It's like, I, I mean, I literally worked for two or three years without pay just because I wanted to learn how to do, do what I, you know, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it did, it provided me with these great, great opportunities in my life to go, I mean, travel out of the country, travel all over the country, see so many amazing things. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I know that, uh, you know, we're on several uh, membership things together from chamber to whatever. I, I know you to be a community-minded guy for sure. Um, what, uh, how did that develop in you or was it kind of always there or? Yeah. My dad was a small business owner. He had a printing business and we grew up uh, in, the, in the shop. Um, uh, Molly was telling, my, my fiance Molly was telling me about what was your, what was your first job? And I said, well, that wasn't really my first job. That was just being a part of the family. Yeah. That was, my work. First, that was my first slave labor. <laughs> I, got so money, I got money for doing that stuff, but that wasn't really my first job. Yeah. 
Um, and so, but I saw how he was in the community and how he, um, you know, treated customers and did this or that. I just, mm. you know, peripherally, really, because mm-hmm. I was probably thinking about my own life. But um, when I started, when I opened uh, my insurance agency in 2019, uh, I came to the chamber and I met people like, you know, Mike Adams, I'd say was probably the biggest person that influenced me, him and Katrina. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw the way that they were a part of the community. It was like they had this business, but they were in the community in this way. Yeah. And uh, he kind of showed me like, hey, that's, you know, I don't know if he even thinks about it, but I was just watching him and I just said, okay, he's successful. Let's try to, you know, uh, copy what he's doing maybe. Yeah. 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 And you mentioned it just now. I think we haven't fully covered exactly what you do now. So you opened an insurance agency, right? And that's what you're doing as a full-time mm-hmm. official job. Yeah. Exciting. So, yeah. That's, uh, you know, so we're talking about home, life, auto, that type of insurance, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's a farmer's insurance agency. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the biggest surprise from from what you expected it to be like to, to what it is? I didn't realize it was going to be so much fun. mm uh, I also didn't realize it was going to be so stressful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just, um, I, I really, I didn't. It wasn't. I kind of was kicking and screaming getting into it. Mm. Farmers, uh, the district, uh, really kind of made it really um, a good opportunity for me and uh, helped me to, you know, get to where I am. And I sort of took their guidance as much as I, I could. And uh, they just kind of put me in the right spot. And, um, and then with, I think, my skills, uh, I had some sales skills in between TV and, and insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that They worked out well. So it was like, okay, this, this kind of, um, this makes sense for me. And I, I like the, the freedom of being a business owner. It's really mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I, like I said, I, I like because I want to work more. I want to work a lot of hours. I, I don't want to leave the office at 7 o'clock. I want to stay till 9. Yeah. But I, I go home because Molly's like, you know, I've got dinner. Remember me? Yeah. So I, I, I love to work and I would keep going. I would just keep going, keep wow. going. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, and for those listeners, uh, the insurance industry, basically, you might have a little stipend for a little while to get you going. But for the most part, it's, uh, you know, a commission based business. And so. Uh, it's not something you start out making, you know, uh, tons of money. It's kind of a building thing. The more consistent you you are with your customers and serving, then it builds up a, you know, a revenue that's sustainable or maybe even continues to grow. So yeah. yeah. And then you mentioned that it's it's more fun than you anticipated. What's something or what are a few things that are fun about what you do? Um, I I like meeting people. I like marketing, like coming to the chamber events and meeting new people and. Um, you know, I always if I, if you meet me, you get an email the next day. If I if you give me your business card, you, that and I don't know you, you get an email from me the next day. I like that. Sometimes, you know what? I actually just bought this car, and can you give me a quote for it? And boom, there you go. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, this little I like to do stuff like that. Um, I like to. Here's a kind of a funny thing: is that we have like you know you have all these coverages, yeah. And you're I sell insurance, so I want you know like. Get these coverages. They get, they're gonna. They're good. They're, they're you're, at some point. One of these things is gonna you know help you. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I hate. I mean, it's obviously when somebody has something bad happen to them. Let's just take. Let's take something simple like a broken windshield. That's not something terrible. But I thought enough to talk to them about getting a low deductible of hundred dollars on your comprehensive. And so when that window breaks, doesn't cost you five hundred. It doesn't cost you five hundred dollars. <laughs> it's only a hundred dollars. Right. Uh, and there's, you know, we have like 
cer- certain coverages that like really match. Like somebody buys a new car, we do like new car replacement. So they, you know, they just total a new car. It's like, oh darn, but they're going to get new car replacement, so mm-hmm. they're going to get a new car from that. Yeah, and, and it's like that is uh, that's that's I, it's almost like you, not hoping for something to happen, but you just you're just wanting that that decision that you made at the time you were talking to that person to come true for them. Yeah. Uh, if if that should happen. You don't want that no. to happen. Well, it's ever. a comforting thought knowing kind of like if this happens, then I'm covered and that's the beauty of insurance. Right. Yeah. Delivering a, a policy check is is a benefit to that person, right? They're going to, it's going to help move them forward from the challenging position that they were in, whether that's a yeah. windshield, a car or a death, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, I know you're involved in, in a few things. Uh, I know the straight A student thing you got going, maybe tell us quickly how kind of that came about at the time that i came up with the idea we had been talking about how like we we have this massive homeless problem in our community and all of all of our thoughts and you know leadership is going toward like dealing with that and it's like well what about the people that are like doing really well like why are we i mean we're kind of like turning our backs on people who are who've come up with solutions for success and 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 turn and not, don't get me wrong that there's a problem and there's, there's there's the need there and we need to Certainly. something needs to be done, um, but let's not forget about like hey if something's going good in my business if if something's working, I double down on that right and that that drives more revenue that that mm-hmm. is like a great thing and that's just how, how which I think. helps more people which you know mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. yeah exactly so um so my daughter and I go to dinner <laughs> the night that I'm thinking about this stuff. And it was right before In-N-Out Burger opens up over here in Kaiser. And, uh, and we were joking, Em and I were foodies, and so we're having dinner. And, uh, and I go, wouldn't that be funny if I was the first person in line at the In-N-Out Burger? And so I, and she goes, ha ha, that'd be really funny. We were joking about it. And I dri- I'm driving back from Portland, she lives in Portland. And I drive by the In-N-Out Burger, and I know it's gonna be open. It's Tuesday, it's gonna open on Thursday. So I drive up, and I, I'm like, I'm gonna get a selfie of me in, in line at the In-N-Out Burger, and I send that to her. And I go, you know, I'm first in line here. I am first in line. What, I mean, all I have to do is wait two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll be the first person to get a hamburger in the In-N-Out, in a Kaiser, yep. right? That I'll be famous, right? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, so, and, and I and I knew since since I worked in the media that they this is they they talk to the it's first person worthy. in line. It's they'll, newsworthy. They'll, they'll talk yeah. to the per- first person in line. So I I know people at K two, and I call, you know, uh, my buddy over there, and I go, hey, uh, how, how would you like to get an interview with the person who's first in line at, at In and Out Burger? And they go, is there a line already? And I go, well, I'm there first. Is I go, I go, there is now. There is now. I am first in line. <laughs> And they put me on the 11 o'clock news. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they just took photos and I sent them in. I hope you had your farmer's, uh, you know, pullover on oh, or something. I totally <laughs> milked it. I totally milked it. They had a Channel 6 was showed up. Uh, Channel 8 showed up. Channel sure. 12 showed up. The newspaper. When Channel 6, I wish the video was still online. They took it down. But I was like drinking. I was like, yeah, I'm a farmer's insurance agent. I'm drinking like a farmer's insurance water. <laughs> I had, I was just totally guerrilla marketing sure. the thing to death. And uh, and people saw it, and people were like posting those things, and for probably like That's two awesome. weeks after it, <laughs> it was about two weeks of fame. People were like, "Oh, you're gonna get me a burger at the In and Out, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that." And uh, even like, yeah, if I went to go play basketball, people were still doing that. That's so funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> That's so cool. And so, and then when I was doing that, 
um, they, uh, I said, well, why don't we open this up so that, so, oh, so I'm in line, <laughs> I'm in line and I go, um, I'm going to give my space in line to straight A students. Mm. So if you have a straight A report card, you can Bring step it in down. line in front of me. Yeah. And, and so, and, and that, that's really kind of what charged it, I think more than anything. And, and, uh, so they, they were like, oh, that's really cool thing to do. So yeah, the first five people in line yeah. at the In-N-Out Burger to get a hamburger from there is a straight A student. Yeah. And, uh, so then what I did was some of the, uh, I got kind of the Kaiser chamber involved and I said, if there's any restaurants that want to donate gift cards, cause if there's other straight A students that want food, mm-hmm. I'll, we'll, we're going to donate it to them. And so Mike Adams got involved right. for Bowling Vine and Adams Rib. Uh, Odd Moe's. I'm sitting in, I'm like sitting in line and, and Odd Moe's, Mandy Odd Moe's drives up and says, here's, here's 10 gift cards to give to straight A students. And, uh, and then, so, and I've been kind of like talking to restaurants and saying, hey, let's, let's keep this thing going. So we've been doing it since that first time. I think we've given out, I mean, I, I haven't really kept track. Sure. I would bet three or $4,000 worth of food. Yeah. Probably a hundred kids. Because some kids go and they they get straight A's all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's like, Here, you got straight A's. Do you keep going? Keep yeah. doing this. Keep doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think you know, in your example, it's also not to harp on stuff too much, but those people who are getting straight A's or those people who are knocking down a job and getting raises are also helping to pay bills and taxes that supports this stuff as opposed to putting too much of our energy in, in other areas. We we have to continue to to cultivate that positive, hardworking uh, culture because that's how America stays where we're at. That's how Kaiser stays where it's at. And that's how resources are available to help the people who aren't in that same spot. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's a good, you know, leadership principle to have as well. It's like if you're, you know, you want, there's different ways to be dealing with different types of people that are on your team or whatever. There's ways to help assist the people who are who are lacking or who are struggling with something. And then there's ways to fully support and keep equipping and encouraging those who are doing a good job so that they stay with you and keep going with you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's, uh, what's a principle or something that you feel like you apply regularly? Uh it could be a leadership principle. It could be a a rhythm or a discipline in your life around. It could be physical health. Could be you know. Yeah. Let's talk about basketball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's do that. Basketball. Yeah. Um, uh, I realized a couple of years ago that basketball was uh, is who I am, a part of my life. It's what you know I do for exercise and stuff like that. Um, I play. I try to play three times a week. Okay. Um, and uh, we there's a huge basketball community out there. I mean, there's tons of people. And we all know each other, mm-hmm. and we we had that hoopla in the summer, right. and like I go, that's like the greatest day. When it's that's in like August, it's like a hundred degrees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and and I walk down, and, and I all my friends and all these people that I play with, some here or there, and they're all, and I love to play, like I love to play at new places, so I learn new people and see this. I'm like a a little bit of a basketball evangelical, you know? Okay, like, I'm like, yeah. Play basketball, it's so great because it teaches you about life. Yes, and um, and I think any sport is like this. Mm-hmm. If you play, like when I play basketball. I know those guys uh, and gals. Sometimes there's women that play, uh, but I know those guys. I know how they are. I know who they are mm. by how they play basketball. You know, and do I trust this person or not? Yep. You know, it's it's all there. It's like it's like real life. Yep. And uh, it's always pickup basketball. I don't I don't play any any um, organized like leagues or anything like that. Right. The pickup basketball. There's no referees. Right. 
And we all have to just sort of like regulate it ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. we just we have the there are some rules like you know if there's a dispute you shoot you have to shoot a three pointer. And if you make the yeah, if you make the basket, then it, and everybody accepts that rule. It's like this cool little like right. miniature world that's out there. Yeah. Um. And when when uh, what I uh, do is I I've never really been a great scorer, you know, anything like that. Um. So I try to focus my game on something that's different, and I try to be unique. And I so my thing is rebounding. Mm-hmm. So I'll just like focus on rebounding and just go into a game and just I, every single time the ball goes up, I just chase it down. Yeah. And so that's my game. I, well, yeah. I mean, if you can't get the rebound, then you have very little control over who's that's in possession. Right. So a good second chances. So if, mm-hmm. you, so if your team's shooting, you know, one and a half times versus their one time, uh, you have a, a greater chance of, of winning that game because you're getting uh, more opportunities. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. The, the teams that Dennis Rodman played on in the NBA won a lot of championships because one of, he was a, just a fierce rebounder at like six 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 seven, led the league in rebounds, like he's, which is actually small for a forward yeah. or a center, right? Well, now. you think if you make the basket, then you lose the ball, right? Because it transfers over. And if you miss the basket and you still lose the ball, then yes. like then it's you yeah. didn't even get anything. So that's why it's so important. Yeah. And I agree that character, integrity, and all those other things play out, whether it's mm-hmm. how we basketball or bowl or whatever, right? I mean, where we make compromises in those areas, we often make compromises in our in our private life or whatever. So that's good. Well, it's also, you know, you have your, your guard down as far as, like, masking some of your, you know, bad habits or something or bad character flaws when you're in a game because you're focused on the game. And it's the same way, like, I tell my friends, like, if you're going to go on a first date, make it a group date because then they're not, like, focused on just... F- hiding everything because they're right in front of you you're if with other people and they're just they have their guard down and it's a beautiful yeah. thing about being on a team you're kind of focused on something else which is cool yeah yeah we uh another question we try to ask most of our guests um what's maybe one of the best pieces of advice you feel like you got from someone it may have been your mom own your stuff right yeah that would probably be it um i got a lot of wisdom from my father too um mm. You know, he's just somebody that really guides me, and I, 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 I talk to him a lot about business and stuff like that. And hey, what do you think about this? He kind of was the one that helped me to start up this business that I'm doing now. Um, but he is just, you know, be careful about the decisions you're making because sometimes they'll have they'll have long term consequences. So be just just make sure that you you know doubt yourself, mm-hmm. question yourself. Um, so like when you're thinking about, okay, well, I'm going to do this listen to people that have opposing views to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the best decision is don't don't make that decision or <laughs> uh and and sort of really sort of like put it through the firewall. Um, yeah. and then and then and then go forward. And that's that's something that it took a long time to really get to that cuz you know, um I like I said I try to be unique and I try to do different things. So um it, it, that sometimes gets puts you in a place that's not good mm-hmm. <laughs> because then oh I didn't think about that thing but you try to think about it every single every single outcome of the decisions you make before you make them um, if you have the time to do that and then uh, and then go forward yeah and anything worth its salt is involves some level of risk and so you know we, taking risks at certain points in, in our life is absolutely necessary to to get where I think we want to go. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, let's say if you were talking to your 25-year-old self, uh, you know, looking back, what what advice or something would you tell your 25-year-old self? Put more money away. There you go. Put, put uh, Invest more money. Don't, don't, don't buy that cup of coffee 
put that put that three dollars or whatever it's probably dollars probably fifty cents back then, but uh, <laughs> put that into a bank account. Yeah, and or some sock it away somewhere. Right, buy the Hyundai Elantra instead of the Corvette. Which yeah. Oh. At, ni- at nineteen, nobody was telling me that, so I bought the Corvettes. So yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I tell I, and I tell that to people today. I mean, because we have we get this a lot at, at the at, at Farmers Day. It's a it's a twenty two year old with a Corvette, right? And, or it's actually a lot of like BMWs. And my son drives a BMW. I'm like, don't sure. buy a BMW um, <laughs> it, because like put that fifty cents into. Uh, a tin can or put it in the bank. Actually put it somewhere where it'll uh, grow interest Mm -hmm. because this, you know, you're driving this cool car now is it does have probably a lot of uh, benefits. Sure. But the risk is down the road, you're not going to have, you're not gonna be able to afford that Corvette. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was my experience at, at 19 and (laughs) you know, you get a few tickets and uh, you're driving a fast car. And so eventually the insurance actually, uh, just didn't make sense for me, you know? So, yeah. 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 But, uh, so yeah. So listeners, there's, uh, there's pieces of advice for sure. I yeah. mean, uh, put money away early. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, they say that, they say that if you put away a dollar, it doubles every seven years, right? Yep. So what if you put away a thousand dollars? Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. Yeah. So thanks so much for sharing time. I'm sure we'll have you back again. Yeah. And so with that. Yeah. Thank thank you, you. Gino, for for being here. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. If you'd like to listen to our podcast, it airs every Saturday at 11 a.m. on KSLM. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.